Hello, everybody. This is Robin O'Neill. This is my podcast, Me Reading Stuff. You can find it on Podomatic and on iTunes by searching either my name or Me Reading Stuff. I want you to subscribe. What is it? Well, you're about to find out. Along with other things, I read you stuff, though. It's pretty simple. Try to keep it under 10 minutes. A few of you have noticed, I know, I started with like five minutes, then I said six, seven, then I just went up to 10 minutes. It, it's kind of getting impossible to do it in under eight or seven, so hope that doesn't bother too many people. I've heard it doesn't. I reached out, I asked some faithful listeners, they said they'd like it if it was longer, so I'm doing around 10 how is everybody? I'm exhausted. I'm back home, which I like, even though I was only about eight miles from my house. Uh, it feels good to be back in my studio and having my own blankets, pillows, beds. I don't have multiple beds, but that one bed is nice. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm just, yeah, it's just that I'm tired. That's all. And I'm sure you guys are too. Holidays are exhausting. Uh, they just really are, no matter which way you look at it. I feel like, well, I guess some people are really charged up, like people who go right after Thanksgiving, go shopping on Black Friday. I can't even imagine the mentality that it takes to do something like that. I really can't. I mean, I never want to go shopping anyway, except at the grocery store. Oh, my God, I see a guy peeing behind a building. Oh, my God, it's really near my house. He's just going for it. Let's see how long this lasts. He's already been going, well, however long I've been telling you. He keeps widening his stance as he does it, too. What's that about? He's probably dribbling. Oh, my God, he's widening it again. Getting wider and wider. His legs are at least, oh, he, he widened it again. We're now three feet. Oh, putting it back in his pants, walking away. He was wearing uh, like a members-only jacket and a weird ball cap that looked like something a toddler would wear. All right, sorry for the distraction, but that was interesting. The widening of the stance. Let me know, fellas. Is that something you got to do? You got to keep widening it that stance as you urinate on a wall? I don't know. All right, let's get to business. Today, I decided I was reading more of the Kenneth Fearing book that my friend Matthew got me. Remember, it's from the American Poets Project from Library of America, which is my favorite publishing company. And I read another one that I wanted to read to you really badly, so I'm going to do that. I know I just read Kenneth Fearing like a week ago, but who cares? I'm in charge here. <laughs> All right, this one's called Invitation. We will make love when the hospitals are quiet and the blue police car stops to unload prisoners. We will sleep while searchlights go across the sky. We will dine while the down-and-out actor shakes hands cordially in an uptown bar. We will be alone. We will go to the theater. We will be drunk. We will die. And there will be a thousand lovers on the bus stops. They will find the suicide lying on the floor in a furnished room. It will be morning when the old men are dreaming in sunlit parks. It will be night when the movie heroine smiles through perfect tears. Night, when the cashier is blackmailed and crowds are muttering in the square. Night, when a girl walks with head turned back to watch the shadows following through dim streets. It will be night when the judge drinks with the salesman and the lady novelist bears her soul. Night, when we laugh. It will be night when pleasure turns to agony, agony to terror, terror to rage. 
rage to delight. It will be morning when we forget. It will be morning when the air grows warm and we read the news. Here we will be invited by thundering feet, desolate faces, laughter, cunning eyes, eyes bright with love, lips tightened in pain. Here we will be urged by reality, confused with dream. We will be urged by the hunger of the live, invited by the relentless purpose of millions. Here we will be among the living and dead. With the millions, we will know this and we will forget. We will be aroused. We will make love. We will dream. We will go through endless streets. We will smile across the room. Damn it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I really love it in so many ways. I'm going to read this one part again. It will be night when pleasure turns to agony, agony to terror, terror to rage, rage to delight. Uh... Jesus, I just keep throwing my book. I apologize. I like it. I physically feel things. Uh, I can't help it. That reminds me, the, the, the thing about that is it, it crystallizes this sort of visual thought that I've had really my whole career as an artist. When I first started making drawings that had multiple vignettes within one drawing, um, basically all of my big drawings, you know, that have hundreds and hundreds of little men on them, they really are broken into, you know, let's say usually like a hundred different smaller drawings when you look at them. Uh, and that's kind of how I worked them. Well, so that was inspired by, I was living in Chicago and I lived in a high rise. I lived on like the, I think 18th or 19th floor. And I had never lived so compacted with people because I'd always lived in the suburbs and in the middle of nowhere up until then. So I was just kind of fascinated and also anxious about the fact that, you know, I lived not knowing what was happening next to me. And I would walk down the hallway and I lived on the very end of this long hallway. And I remember thinking of all the various things that are happening in these rooms as I walk by them. I always thought there could be this psychopath plotting murder in one room. There could be, uh, you know, like a seventh grader learning how to draw a still life in the next room. And there could be two people falling in love for the first time on a couch in the next room. And that's what kind of birthed a lot of my drawings is that kind of mashing up of all of these things. I mean, that is the world I realize. But for me, I don't know why it never occurred to me how these various things happened all so close to one another. And now that I live in the middle of the city, well, for instance, that guy pissing on the building a second ago, uh, you know, I, I love that. I, I get nervous about it a little bit, and I love it. And um, the sad part about that building was, so in that building is when I first came up with these sweatsuit guys that I drew for so long because I missed my dad and his friends. So I was missing just regular guys because, you know, I'm from Nebraska and I didn't grow up around many artists or anything. And so being in graduate school in Chicago was difficult for me. And I just missed what I thought of as like regular people, normal people. And I say that with a lot of love. Well, anyway, a guy who, there was these brothers who were these bodybuilder brothers who helped me bring my couch and my bed up to my room 
on the 18th floor one day because I lived there and just slept on the floor for a while. And then I ordered a couch and a bed and all of that. And they, I put up a note and I even drew like a bodybuilder. And I said, I need someone like this to help me move. I'll pay you. And these two brothers came to my door one day and they offered to help and they were so nice and they refused money. And near my end, the end of my year in Chicago, one day, uh, there was like a big commotion out front of my building and I couldn't figure it out in the lobby. And it turned out that one of those bodybuilder guys had jumped off of the building. They lived a floor above me and committed suicide. And his other brother was there with his girlfriend and they were just, I mean, they weren't even crying. I don't know what, how to explain what a human does in that moment, but it's, there was nothing like that face that he had that I've ever seen. And it was just, it was just awful. And, um, anyway, so Chicago was rough for me to say the least. That's when all of my drawings stopped being funny and started to have a lot of death in them after I saw that, because then I walked outside and saw the body shrouded with a sheet. And there were days that this, um, maintenance guy named dragon, I don't know why his name's dragon, but it was, he was, um, trying to hose off the, you know, blood and all of that wouldn't go away. It was awful. It was just a, the saddest thing I've seen. I realize people see sadder things, but for me, that was the top of the list. Oh my God, it's nine minutes and 30 seconds. I got to go. Boom. We're done. Now go about your business. Do something incredible. Deal. I love, I would love it if you did something incredible today. Keep me posted. I'll talk to you all on what day? Thursday. Thursday. Thanks for letting me talk that out. I'm in a very sleepy state, so I don't really know what I'm doing right now, but hopefully that all made sense. I love you guys. Keep listening. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. You know the handle. I'm not even going to say it. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day.